This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. We welcome in Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook. He joins us here on the Roman Guest Line. Mark, what's going on? Brian, Trista, how you guys, how you doing? Um, you know, really excited. Celtics got a big win. Um, so I have them in the series. So that was, it was a great game. It's probably my favorite series so far in the NBA playoffs, but things are looking good so far. I'm just hoping my uh, Sixers can kind of pull this out here in the fourth quarter. Is there, is there anything that you're taking away from, from the way that this series has been handled? Because it feels like KD is exhausted I, I just tweeted, could could Steve Nash be handling these rotations any worse? It doesn't feel like they're running any sets. Like, what's your you – know, obviously, the first win was very gritty, very back and forth. Boston then has a like a, a, a massively gritty win when the Nets were up, you know, huge for most of this game. Like, how would you kind of assess the flow of what we've seen so far? Yeah, I think it's just going to get even more physical as the series progresses. And that was kind of why I got in on Boston. And I – talked a little bit about how I was surprised down the stretch that Brooklyn didn't try to rest their players more. We knew right. that they were in the play in, right? But, you know, and the seventh seed is much, you know, better than the ninth or the tenth seed in the play in. But when your team is talented as Brooklyn, maybe, you know, that rest towards the end of the year might have helped them. You know, and, you know, if they got out of that as like the eighth seed, they'd be matched up against Miami instead of Boston. I mean, that's kind of hindsight, but I think you see from Durant another poor shooting night. Um, you know, the only reason really they're in that game is, you know, Curry and Brown hit everything from three. I think they hit, they were 70% themselves from three. Um, but those guys played a ton of minutes down the stretch. And you're just seeing Boston, you know, Brooklyn did a better job on the offensive glass this game. But the first game, Boston got a ton of second chance points, ton of offensive rebounds. And you're seeing, you can kind of tell that KD is a little bit tired because I felt like he's settling for mid-range shots and not really like forcing penetration, getting into the paint, those things. And as the series goes on, I just think it's going to be even more prevalent. Like I really think the physicality is going to wear on Brooklyn, Boston, the deeper team. Um, you know, you saw, you know, Jalen Brown step up when Tatum wasn't hitting tonight. And, you know, they just have a, a lot of different ways to win. And I just think as this series progresses, it's just going to be tough for Brooklyn to hang in there. Given that being the case then, Mark, would you take the unders on the star players for the Nets uh, in their points? I would. I mean, we'll have to see what they come out. But it's definitely a look because I just think they're they're just 
spent. Like, I think, you know, you said it right, and they're going to wear down, and Boston's whole plan is to get physical with them. Like, that's the way that they know their path to victory. Um, it's going to be a tough series. Like, Kevin Durant's never an easy out. They're not going to go away. You know, him and Irvin shot terrible tonight. That's not going to happen every night. They're going to go to Brooklyn. They're going to regroup, you know, and they're going to make it a series. But I just think when we get into five, six, seven, it's going to be really difficult for them to hang against this Boston defense. Mark, looking at uh, tomorrow night's games, because uh, we're in progress right now of our last one of the night, a 16-all game between the Bucks and the Bulls. Let's start with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, because I know you really like this Grizzlies team. Uh, goes back to Minnesota, series tied at one game apiece. I was really happy that Minnesota took game one, man, because I got the series price. Well, I made a chunk of change on minus 140, and then I could have got a better price if I would have been more patient, but uh, I didn't listen when Axel Rose told me to be patient back in 1998. Let's look at uh, the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, one-and-a-half-point dogs at home. The total still at 236-and-a-half, a little bit of an adjustment. It was the highest total of the night last night. It was 240. How are you playing that game, if at all? Yeah, I mean, I was on Memphis last night, so I was good, glad to see them cover. I just thought that game one was a little bit weird. I know it's exciting, and we want it to be a series. And, you know, Minnesota, um, it's a great story, you know. But the game in general, like, Memphis really didn't do – I'm not saying they're rusty, but – they, they didn't do the things that they'd done all season, I felt like. They got beat on the offensive glass. and You know, they didn't win the hustle plays and that sort of stuff. You know, they won points in the paint. But, you know, you really heard, like, reading about the team and that they were going to come out and just try and be real physical with Minnesota. You know, more Dylan Brooks on Anthony Edwards. And, you know, find a way to slow those guys down. And I think you saw that. I think they played like a team that was kind of embarrassed of – what happened in game one, uh, you know, they won points in the paint 60 to 34. They dominated the offensive glass, which is, you know, what they've done all year, get those second chance, chance points. But really we saw John Morant, you know, elevate his game again, getting to the paint whenever he wants. And that that's kind of, he's the catalyst, right? And then they all kind of fill in and do the little pieces. But um, I think, you know, again, as the series goes on, I think Memphis is going to be too much for them. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun because Minnesota definitely an exciting team. And I think this experience, like we saw with Memphis last year, is really going to help Anthony Edwards and Minnesota in the future. Um, it's, they kind of turned around that entire franchise. But I think from a series perspective, I still like Memphis. Um, I still think that they the, had the second-best record in the NBA for a reason. And, you know, even though that they make a lot of their – you know, points in transition, which doesn't typically lend to playoff uh, basketball. I still think that they're going to win this series. And, you know, I probably like them to probably go to the Western Conference Finals. We'll we'll see the matchup looking like it's going to be Golden State. But, uh, you know, I Excuse think it'll be me? real interesting. There you go, Mark. Tr- Tristan, doesn't wanna, Tristan doesn't want to join <laughs> okay, the good side here. Mark, first and foremost. That the Jordan Poole party. That's where I was going. So, first and <laughs> foremost, we know – Devin Booker out with a hamstring injury that he injured himself last night against Jackson Hayes. How, I mean, there's just so much to, to unpack from your comment. Like, I, I don't know how we get there. You're, you're basically saying that the Suns then lose to who and where and why. Are you asking me or Mark? I'm asking Mark. Oh, well, Memphis is the two. So Memphis won't get the Suns until the Western Conference Finals. No, but you said it looks like it's going to be Golden State and, and Memphis, right? Is that what you no, said? Or no, no, no. I said that oh. they would get by looking like the matchup for Memphis oh, is Golden State. I, I see. I no, see. I was I'm about to say. I got the, yeah, I got the futures ticket on the Suns. Okay, good. So, uh, you know, we're, we're on the same page All there. Right. The deepest <laughs> team in the NBA. But yes. I just think that then – you know, Golden State, obviously, you know, looking real good right now against Denver. But I think, you know, Memphis, tough defense. So, I, I, I 
a lot of basketball still to be played. Yeah. You know, Memphis has to get past Minnesota, but I do think Memphis can can advance and, and take on the Suns in the Western Conference Finals if we're looking that far ahead. Okay, so let's go to this whole Golden State thing because me and Ryan have been talking about it pretty much like for today, not nonstop. Today yeah, yesterday. and yesterday, everybody's hopping on the Golden State bandwagon yeah. because, you know, they look so elite. They've got this new death lineup, et cetera, et cetera. People call me a Golden State hater. I think I'm a Golden State realist. You know, they've been up and down, obviously, with injury concerns. And now they play Denver, who hasn't really been very healthy all year. Um and but 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 now they've gone from what plus five hundred to plus three seventy five yeah, to we win missed it the all. Number, right. Missed the number. What do you think about how much overreaction is happening with Golden State winning two games uh, against Denver? Yeah, I think it's a ton. So if you look at Denver, you know, last fifteen games of the year, probably a small sample, but they, I think they're twenty fifth or twenty sixth in defensive rating, right? So you know, the death lineup in Golden State looks real great against a defense that pretty much every offense looks great against, right? And not to say that those players don't have the experience to win in the postseason, but my biggest challenge with Golden State is probably yours. We probably share the same sentiment, the fact that, you know, they can have this death lineup, but every lineup they have dies because of injury in a, in a couple of days. So it's like they haven't had the ability to stay healthy throughout this season. So when you're looking at them from a futures perspective, I think you're taking a real big leap in thinking that in the most physical games of the year, when everything's on the line, that they're going to stay healthy for a long period of time when they haven't showed the ability to do that during the season. I mean, it's definitely possible, but when you look at that team, it's just, it seems like it's one thing after another with them the entire year. So it's hard to kind of project them to put it all together now and be able to stay healthy and run the table in the playoffs. Uh, sticking in the West, we got Mavs Jazz uh, game three tomorrow. As the Mavs pull off the upset, Jalen Brunson was awesome the other night. He had forty points. Mavs still six and a half point dogs. Lowest total of the night, two ten and a half. We're waiting on Luca news. Your thoughts on that one and just the rest of the series? I kind of want to play Dallas, but I'm also a big Utah hater, and Same. I love Luca, man. We, I think it, we all are. Even if Luca was like seventy five percent, you know, I just don't know what he looks like when he comes back. What, what are you doing in that one? Yeah, it's it's going to depend. It's hard because it's kind of like a cop-out, right? But I do have a little bit concern about Luka coming back and not really being Luka, right? right? And, and that's really the worst thing I think that can happen because if we looked at game two, like granted, like Dallas is not going to be able to repeat, you know, the way they shot from three. Like the Utah defense just didn't even show up, which – you know, we might see again, right? It's Utah. It's in the playoffs. But Dallas had, I think, 17 uncontested threes in that game. Uh, Cleveland was 8 for 11 from three. Like, just ridiculous numbers. You know, Brunson had over 40 points. So, um, you know, th- even though they're not going to be able to consistently do that without Luka, if Luka comes back, they do lose, you know, some defense, right? And, you know, they've been doing a good job, I think, of, like, running Utah off the three-point line and really – um, you know, giving them a hard time on the perimeter. And I think that Utah is going to come back and be energized at home, you know, trying to make this a series. And I just don't want them to rush Luka back when I feel like they don't need to to win this series. They could probably, you know, if Luka comes back in game five, I think they probably have, you know, the same amount of chance to where if he comes back in game three. So um, I want them to really wait and make sure that he's ready to come back and contribute because I think if he comes back and he's not – you know, 100%, then I think it could have a negative impact on the series. So I kind of want to see Luca before I buy in, even though it's probably going to be too late if he comes in and he's 100%, then, you know, the value on Dallas is going to be gone at that point. What kind of player props are you looking at for some of the next games, even if they're not available just yet? And, like, 
why, from a basketball or matchup perspective, do you like them? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I mean, I try and take it like game by game, but uh, you know, I still think that even if you know, if we look at Dallas and Utah, like I think that if we you know, looking at Brunson, like even if Luca does come back, like I still think that he's going to have to shed some of the scoring load. Like I don't think I think those numbers are going to be the return of Luca. I think might be a little overvalued in the market yeah. and how he makes his impact. And I think that's something to kind of watch out for. Where Dallas, you know, in this series is still going to need a lot of help from their key contributors, especially if he comes back in Game Three, in that Game Three and Game Four. So um, I would look at those players. Really quick, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell under threes, two and a half plus one thirty five? It looks like he's been very cold from the perimeter. Yeah, but it could change at home. Like that's the thing. Like getting back home and you know trying to make a statement. Like we've seen that kind of tonight in some of the matchups. Right, Toronto gets blown out for two games. They come home. They come out in the first half. They shot eighteen, uh, eight for sixteen from three. You know they cooled off in the third quarter. But um, you know sometimes that can kind of help get those players out of a funk. So. Um, he has been cold, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going to just turtle up and kind of, you know, fold away in the series. So um, I don't, I'm not positive about that one. Uh, Mark, so this seems like a stinky line. And I get it, right? Because Atlanta, um, they've gotten blown out the first two games. They're a much better team at home, though. They're two and a half point dogs only. What is preventing you? What should prevent me from running to the window right now? And just laying it with the heat, man, because it's only a two and a half point spread. Minus one thirty five on the money travel line. Too. That's what I would do. Minus one thirty five on the money line. I could see this being like a one point game. Trey Young looks terrible right now. I know this because I had him over twenty six and a half points last night. I drove home with no music on because it obviously didn't hit and I cried. Uh your thoughts on this game and why should I not just hammer the heat? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can pull you away from the window on that one. Listen, I had the Hawks in the eight and a half, and it didn't mm-hmm. come home, right? And I thought that that was really their best chance to kind of, you know, be competitive in that game. I didn't know how much the fatigue of playing in the play-in and then having to travel Friday, you know, down to Miami and play early affected them in game one. But um, it, it's, you know, what we've seen throughout the playoffs is the team that wins is the team that wins the bet you know, for the majority of the time. So it's like favorites are covering, you know, when they win the game, they're covering the number. Um, And the Hawks are a team that has never, you know, I mean, their favorite in this game, a small favorite, but they've never, um, you know, covered as an underdog. I think the entire year, it's like 20 something games. It's like ridiculous. But um, I just think that this, this looks like a sweep for me, like the way that, you know, it just seems like Atlanta is just kind of limping down the stretch and, you know, they're just not really healthy and, and Trey Young, may not have the ability to kind of carry them through. Um, so uh, I think the Heat might be able, with their defense, might be able to make short work of the Hawks. All right, Mark, go watch your team. You guys are tied up at 87. My team is beating the defending champs. Granted, it's only 29-28. Go enjoy the playoffs. Uh, before we let you go, your your best bet tomorrow night. Best bet tomorrow night? Um, I, it, might be, it might be the Grizzlies. Um, you know, I, I like the Grizzlies in that matchup. I think that they, they can come out and win the game. So I might lay it with the Grizzlies. Love it. Thanks, Mark. Enjoy the games, man. That was Mark Drumheller. He joined us on the Roman Guest Line. You could get a free online evaluation as well as ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.